Hey, this is Book Circle Online. I'm Jeffrey Masters, and today we are sitting down with the best-selling author Jackie Collins. Jackie has sold over 500 million books in over 40 different countries, and today we're going to be talking about her newest book, Confessions of a Wild Child, and so much more. Right after this, from the Library of Maria Menounos, this is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. Hi, Jackie. Thank you for being here. Well, it's a pleasure to be here with you, Jeff. Thank you. I've been、Or、excited all week. Should I call you JJ? Please do. <laughs> We just discovered it's Jeffrey J and I'm Jackie J Collins Jackie on Twitter.、J. So Jackie、Ooh. J. Yeah. Excellent. The JJs are here now. I want to talk about your book, but before we do, I have to ask. This is your thirtieth book. Yeah. Can you name them all? I probably could, really, but you don't want me to because it would take up the entire interview. <laughs> That is, is a lot. lot. I mean, the first book was "The World Is Full of Married Men," nineteen sixty-eight, followed quickly by "The Stud." <laughs> yeah. Okay, stop was, there. Okay. Yeah. Stud, <laughs> I believe you. Yeah. Okay. 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 Although thirty books published, and we just found out thirty bestsellers as well. Yes,、um, "Confessions of a Wild Child" is currently on the New York Times bestseller list, and the Canadian one, and all the、wow. good things. Yeah, that's an amazing record. I know it's fantastic for yeah, school. Yeah, congratulations!、Dropout. Thank you. Good job, JJ. Yeah, thank you, JJ. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so I'm curious: the more、yeah. books that you write. Does it get easier or harder to write them? In in the sense that like you're good at it, so is it easy, or does it get harder to keep it like fresh and new each I time? I wish I knew that because I love writing. I have a passion for it, but I have no idea what I'm going to write next. Really? So tomorrow I'm going to hold myself up. I've been out on this fabulous tour for Confessions of a Wild Child, and now that I'm back, I can lock myself away and start writing again. But I left them all at a very pivotal point. There's Lucky. Somebody in her family has died. There's、uh, Max, her 18-year-old daughter, who's just become the it girl in Europe, and there is Bobby, her gorgeous Kennedy-esque son, who owns nightclubs and has just been accused of a murder. And I had to leave them all about six weeks ago. Wow! All in this position, and I don't know what's going to happen to any of them until I start writing it. So you've no idea going no, ahead, no. really? Obviously, I'm going to solve their problems <laughs> somehow. I hope so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think I have to. Wow! So, what gives you the initial spark then? I like the character of Lucky very much. I mean, Lucky in Confessions of a Wild Child is fifteen years old, and it's how she becomes the woman she is in eight books. After that, right? Too many series. I had too many series on NBC. Lucky Chances and Lady Boss. Was that one with Nicole Sher- Nicolette Sheridan? Nicolette Sheridan、right. in a dark wig. She was great, Nicolette. She has an old soul, you know, and she's very smart. And she played Lucky. She was very sensuous. And Vincent Irizarry played Gino.、Oh. So the two of them together were great. And Dario, her brother, who comes out of the closet during the course of the miniseries, was a fabulous actor too. So they and and her mother, who's murdered when she's five years old. Which you will find out about in Confessions of a Wild Child was played by Sandra Bullock. Really? Yeah. And five-year-old Lucky was played by Elizabeth Moss from Mad Men. Wow. I know. You've been living with these characters for a while. Oh, I know them so well. Gino, <laughs> Gino the Ram. You know, big womanizer. He loves women. 
his wife is murdered, he locks Lucky away with Dario in a Bel Air mansion, and he doesn't let her out until she's 15, and then he says, I'm sending you to boarding school. She goes to boarding school, meets Olympia Stanilopoulos. Not a good influence. Not a good influence, and the two of them run riot in Greek islands and in the south of France, in Joan Lapin, all over the Europe. I know, I have to tell you, I was so relieved when she finally turned 16. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, she's too young to be running rampant across Europe and Vegas, and... 16 well, felt a little more comfortable. I was rampant for when me. I was 13 because 13? I looked 17. Oh. Yeah. Really? Were you doing oh, yeah. those same things that Lucky oh, did? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Everything in there is all about me, really. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I was actually because I was in the south of France. I had an aunt who had a, um, an apartment in Cannes, and I used to take the bus every day and go down to Joan Lapin. Joan Lapin, if you've never been to the south of France, I've it's not. a fabulous little resort. Um, it's about um, 25 minutes from Cannes, and it's between Cannes and Nice, and it's it's fantastic. It's full of young people and little shops and fantastic ice cream parlors and little restaurants, and wow. there was this great club there called the Vieux Colombia where all the jazz musicians would hang out. So it took me back. When I was writing Confessions, it took me back to my, you know, misspent teenage years. Of course. And I think girls who read this book are really going to get an education about how to deal with boys, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I think all of your books give an education in that. I, I've heard that so many times. <laughs> Girls say to me all the time, oh, you taught me everything I know about sex. I took my mother's copy and I was reading it under the covers. Wow. And I go, well, I hope your boyfriend or your husband or whatever is not disappointed. And they go, oh, no, he's very happy. That's an amazing legacy to leave. <laughs> I thought on my gravestone I should have, she gave a lot of people a lot of pleasure. <laughs> I think that's perfect. Yeah, it would be good, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, are you, I heard you're writing a memoir. I'm writing a memoir called Reform School or Hollywood. And as we know, you picked Hollywood. I picked Hollywood. If Um, Lucky lives all of your adventures, are you going to have anything left to write? Well, I'm opening the book with, uh, can I use language on the show? Yeah. I'll I'll just say blank. Um, No, just use it. Uh, Don't move blank or I'll blow your blanking head off. That's the opening line of my autobiography said to me by an armed you know this is my show can i get the full with (laughs) words please don't move bitch or i'll blow your fucking head off (laughs) and when was that said to you uh it was said to me by a masked bandit about 10 years ago and um he was masked and he had an uzi two inches from my nose and i was sitting in a car at the time trying to get into somebody's driveway it was not a good experience but i was writing the mini series of lucky And so I was in lucky mode in more ways than one. And I was able to put the car into reverse and zoom off. Wow. And it was crazy. It was really crazy because after that, for a year, I could not sit in a parked car because I knew somebody would come up to me with a gun. So I would get to a red light and I would have to turn right at every red light. So it took me ages to get anywhere because I Oh, that's not good. No, that was not good. But I escaped. And I know you've always said that the stories in your books are the toned down versions. Yeah, they are. Are we going to get the toned down in your memoir as well? No, no. I think I'll let it all hang out. Wow. Yeah, because I've led a very interesting life that people don't know a lot about because my personal life, usually I'm talking about my books, not about me. And there's been little snippets of my personal life. Sure. But, you know. So we'll uh, be surprised. You'll be very surprised. What yes. is one thing that we'll be surprised about? Well, my first husband was a drug addict, and I had to um, deal with that when I was a teenager, and I had a child, and uh, it was not easy. I mean, I remember wow. going into clinics and going into private uh, doctors and screaming at them in their waiting room, if you give my husband any more drugs, 
I'm going to get the police on you and stuff like that. So that's kind of surprising. When I look back on it, I was a very ballsy person. Not unlike your characters. (laughs) Yeah, not unlike my characters because I love writing strong women. Absolutely. That's what I want people to take from my books. I want them to take the strong women. And women can do anything. Girls can do anything. And women should have a purpose in life other than reeling around drunk in a miniskirt going, oh, I think I'll hook up with him tonight. No, ladies, do not do that. You've got to have some purpose in life for yourself, something for yourself that you do. You know, even if it's making cupcakes or, you know, sewing or whatever, you've got to have something that's yours. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's very inspiring, too, that you were kicked out of school, right? For yeah, formal everybody education. said uh, I couldn't be a writer. I said I want to be a journalist. I started off wanting to be a journalist, and I wrote tons of books, and I would get halfway through them, and then I'd, you know, kind of abandon it because I'd have another better idea. Oh. And then eventually I finished one book, which was The World is Full of Married Men. And Barbara Cartland on English television said, Miss Collins, you are responsible for all the perverts in England. (laughs) At which point I said, thank you. Another quote for your gravestone. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It was number one within two weeks. The book. The book. So your first book was a bestseller as well as banned in many countries, correct? Yes, it was banned in Australia, South Africa, Boston, That's China. an amazing debut into the I know, world. I know. But people, you know, there were no four-letter words in it because my publisher asked me to remove them. Otherwise, I would be banned. I was banned anyway. Right. But it took the double standard between men and women, and it stood it on its head because I was so sick and tired. I was always being chased by married men. Constantly. I remember when I I got married to my first husband and he was sick and and he had to go to the hospital, but the the best man actually chased me around a table. Does that sound like a cliche or not? It was crazy. And I thought, what is it with these married men? And you would say to them, well, what about your wife? And they'd go, oh, my wife would never do anything. You know, she's just, she's at home. She's a wonderful woman, but, you know, she doesn't really understand me. I mean, the corniest lines in the world. So I thought, I'm going to take this um, uh, myth that men can do whatever they want to do and women can't and turn it on its head. And that's what I did with The World is Full of Married Men. And that's why people loved it, because women loved it, because I was writing about a woman who put up with it for 10 years and then turned around and, and went to bed with a rock star. And the husband was so furious, he went to his beautiful girlfriend and said oh, I'm going to marry you, I'm going to divorce my wife. And she just looked at him and said, I don't want to marry you. I just like sleeping with married men. So this created outrage. Of course. And the book was a huge bestseller. And I followed it with The Stud. The Stud. The Stud. And both have been made into movies, correct? Uh, Yes, they have. And Confessions of a Wild Child already has a movie deal. It has a movie deal. Uh, They want me to write the script, which I probably will do in my spare time, of which I have none, um, because I'm writing the Sant'Angelo's now, which is going to be a big, epic book about the Sant'Angelo family. I'm going to bring all the characters back in it, and people will love that. Is Lucky a child in that one as well? No, Lucky is a grown woman, and she has her own children. She has Max, who's becoming the it girl of Europe. And uh, Bobby, who's her gorgeous Kennedy-esque son, who is um, owning nightclubs all across America. And we're going to see what happens to the family. Epic things will happen. This is a very long soap opera that's been dragged out through movie, uh, books, amazingly. How dare you, JJ? No. <laughs> How dare no, I don't you? mean dragged out. I mean like expanded. Expanded and is yes. a much is better, that a better word. word. Can we rewind yeah. this? <laughs> 
No, I understand. No, I just mean like... You they... know, when I was a kid growing up, I remember, I can't remember what the book was called, but it was a series of books about a family. And I thought, I love this because you get invested in the characters and people are always writing to me and saying, please bring back Al King from Lovers and Gamblers. Please bring back Chris Phoenix from Rockstar. Please bring back Madison Costelli. And I thought, you know, they love the fact that Lucky keeps on coming back. And it's proven in this book being another bestseller. But this was a prequel to all the Lucky books. This was showing Lucky how she became the woman she right. is. And it was so much fun to write because I wrote it in the first person as Lucky. So, you know, it's all her thoughts. And she's very ballsy and yeah. very uh, street smart. And I love that by the end of it, she like figured out how to be manipulative and get what she wanted. And exactly. I'll be quiet for now, but I'll come back with a yeah, she, she had a Yeah, uh, she had a plan. I was and she had notes. to have a plan. Otherwise, she'd end up locked up in another boarding school. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have anybody in mind for the Lucky movie for Confessions? Well, if I was going to make a, a movie about Lucky as she is today, it would be Angelina Jolie. But as a teenage Lucky, I'm going to do a big search for the perfect Lucky. Really? And I'm going to put up, up on my website, JackieCollins.com. I'm going to have a, a space there where people can send in their videos it's not up there yet. The script has got to be written first. Of course. But any girl between like 15 and 19 will feel free to send me their videos, you know. Wow. We'll see if we can find one, a new person to play Lucky. That's amazing. And I want to bring Vincent Irizarry back to play Gino again because he looks exactly the same as he did when we made the miniseries. Ooh. Yeah. And he's gorgeous. You know who he is, right? I uh, do not. Soap. I can't say. He's on a very famous daytime soap. Okay. Yeah. General Hospital. Oh, I've heard of yeah. it. No, I've seen it. <laughs> Was there a point in your life that you realized what a successful and major author you would be? Was there like a defining you moment? No, I, I, I think with Hollywood Wives. You know, Chances, when I wrote Chances, which was the first book in the Sant'Angelo series, that came out and it was hugely successful. The, uh, uh, CNN called it The Godfather Goes to Bed. And I had kind of, you know, I always wanted to, to write a book about a criminal. And I wanted to call it Criminal originally. Anyway, I wrote this book, and it was the number 10th best-selling book in America for the whole year, and nobody knew who the hell I was, but they loved this book. Right. And then I followed that with Hollywood Wives, Then everybody knew who I was. So I guess between those two books, the success of Chances, and then the huge success of Hollywood Wives. It was that when you realized it. Yeah. They were both number one in America. They wow. were both huge, and, you know, she's such a popular character. You were writing about Housewives many years before, Desperate Housewives oh and the Real Housewives. God, yes. Excuse me, I've got Hollywood Wives, Hollywood right. Kids, Hollywood Wives, The New Generation, Hollywood Husbands, and Hollywood Divorces. You need some royalties from Bravo. I know. I'm thinking of writing The Real Hollywood Bitches. <laughs> Yeah, it would be fun. <laughs> it's amazing that no cuss words in your first book, and here you are with titles. Was it Pretty Little Bitch Girl? Oh, Poor Little Bitch Girl. Or poor Little Bitch Girl. I was on. Uh, I was on Good Morning America, and I'm sitting there with George uh, Stanopoulos and um, is that Stephanopoulos? Yes. And uh, and he says to me, Oh, Jackie, I, I'm just so sorry. He said I've just got word from upstairs that I can't show the book and I can't say the title. <laughs> So we did this amazing interview where we couldn't show the book and couldn't say the title. And at the end of the interview, the entire crew screamed out, what's the book called? And I was the second most downloaded person that day. And the book immediately was number one. Wow. Yeah. 
And there's already another book coming out in April, the Lucky Cookbook, right? The Lucky Sant'Angelo Cookbook, filled with fabulous recipes, great illustrations of Lucky, little scenes between her and Lenny that I haven't had in any other books, scenes with Max and Bobby and all of that. And are these your own recipes? Yeah, they're my own recipes and drinks, great drinks. There's oh, the I Jackie believe that. Collins, which was created for me by Wolfgang Puck. Oh, okay. It's so good. It's vodka and raspberries. And, and kind of sweetener. I mean, and you just, I, I did a video for it and was completely drunk at the end of it, reeling around my kitchen going, this is a great drink. I'm just shocked that you have time to cook. Well, I cooked for 38 people on Christmas Day this year. Wow. 38 people, two turkeys later, like seven or eight vegetables, English roast potatoes, which are in the cookbook, and they're so delicious. Wow. I did those for the video, too. And, and it's mainly Italian, right? Cooking. Yeah, mainly Italian, but a lot of great recipes, okay. desserts. Sauces, fabulous drinks. Is there a reason you tend to love your ethnic characters? Well, I think that I was um, in another life. I'm going to sound very Shirley MacLaine now. I was either a panther or I was a black male soul singer (laughs) or I was Italian. (laughs) So those are the three things I think I was. Possibly all the above at different points. Yeah, at the same time. (laughs) Why a panther? (laughs) I don't know. I have such an attraction toward them. My house is filled with um, paintings of panthers and leopards, leopards and panthers. And uh, I have paintings and I have bronzes of them everywhere. And I just love them. They, they just kind of give me a sense of peace and calm and cool. Wow. Yeah. And we're talking black panthers, right? Black panthers or leopards. Oh. I could have been one or the other. I have a feeling it possibly was a leopard. It's a very... And cheetahs. I like cheetahs too. <laughs> yeah. The big cats. The sleek furs. cats. Very animal-friendly house. Yes, exactly. Yes. (laughs) Oh, fascinating. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then your house was based on the painting, right? The The David Hockney painting, A Bigger Splash. I saw this in a gallery and I went, I want want that swimming pool. It's the giant flat swimming pool. Yes, yes. And I've got that swimming pool now. I actually um, knocked down a house that was there and uh, was falling to pieces anyway and built my own house, which I love because it's such a great place for me to write. I can go from room to room and I can write anywhere because I write in longhand still and that's what I like to do. Oh, really? Yeah. And do you write every morning? Well, when I'm not out promoting a book. Of course. We're almost done. I'm sorry. (laughs) Don't be silly. I'm enjoying this. Good. Um, Thank you. I I write from nine o'clock in the morning till about four o'clock in the afternoon. I try to have no breaks, but occasionally I will take a trip to the fridge. Of course. Open it, stare into it blankly, make a cup of tea, and go back to my desk. Nine to four, yeah. every day you can. Yeah, every day I can. And then at four, I will allow myself the pleasure of lying on my bed, having a bar of chocolate, and watching some TiVo, because I TiVo everything. I'm a TV junkie. Ah, I see. Yes. What's your favorite show? Well, right now it's Shameless, which is so I brilliant. I love Emmy Rossum. Don't you love it? Oh, Emmy Rossum. Did and you they, watch this week? I haven't seen oh, this season. Oh, my God. She's so brilliant. And they ugly her up, too, for it. She's so beautiful in real life, but... Oh, I think she looks better on the show oh, than she you? does in life. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I think so. She looks... I like that kind of wild, you know, unretouched look. Oh, I guess I'm just used to, like, red she carpet could be a, She could Emmy. be a lucky, yeah. I don't like the red carpet Emmy. I like the, I like the shameless oh, Emmy. I see. She looks incredible and she could be a great lucky yeah, yeah. she's great on the but show everybody's too everybody's good and i like uh you know all the other shows that are on like the following and uh, yeah. the one with james spader the blacklist oh i haven't seen that yeah one. that's really good and i have to confess i didn't really like emmy rosen before shameless 
I'm with you on right? that. Yes, because she seemed a bit uptight, but she's so great on the show. She's wonderful, yeah. She's brilliant. It's the perfect part they for They all her. are, though. They all are. It's a great cast. I just like family dramas like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have a question for you about writing and writers. Okay. I'm sure you've been asked this before, but for the people listening. Yes. What advice do you have for the upcoming writer in two parts, to become a great writer and then also to get published? Well, I'm not a literary writer. I am a storyteller. I tell stories. I create characters. When I was a kid growing up, I read Dickens and Harold Robbins, and I loved all the different characters. But, you know, Harold Robbins would have his women just there for sexual pleasure or cooking. So it was sex or cooking. And I thought, I'm going to write real kick-ass women, which I have managed to do. Absolutely. Especially Lucky, who's such a great character to write. But if I was going to give advice to somebody who wants to write books, first of all, write about what you know. You know, I was in a department store the other day buying beach towels, and the man sidled up to me who was selling me these towels, and he goes, Miss Collins, if you wrote about what goes on in this department store behind the scenes, you'll have a bestseller. And I said, oh, thank you. I think I've had a few of those. But it's true. You write about what you know, and don't talk about it. Do it. Write. Don't say, oh, I think I could do a book. I could write a Don't do that. Write. Because people say they don't have time. I don't have time for anything, yet I manage to lock myself away and write for six or seven hours a day. I mean, what you have to do is write. I mean, if you're not a writer, you've got a job. You write a page a day. The end of a year, you have a book. And whether it's any good or not, that's the next step. Because not everybody can tell a story. Most people can write little stuff about their life. But can you tell a story? Can you engage your readers? Can you create characters that people want to know about their sex life? You can't just throw sex into a book because that doesn't work. You've got to care about the character to care about their sex life. And my books are called Very Raunchy. But if you think about it, you, you want to see Lucky perhaps go so far with Lenny, her husband, or the many men in her past. But your sexual imagination will also take you on that ride too. So I might take you to a certain place, and I know that you're going to enjoy the rest of it yourself because your sexual fantasy might not necessarily be mine. Of course. Yeah. So those are my advice words. And then if the writer at the end of the year wants to try to get their work published. Oh, agent, agent, agent. You have to have an agent. And has that always been the case since when you've been writing yeah, in the 60s? Yeah, except I have to tell you this. I, I have a daughter, Rory, and she's written a book called Playing Along by Rory Samantha Lerman. It's a fabulous book. I absolutely love it. She couldn't find a publisher. She published it herself on ebooks, Amazon. It's up there. Anybody can buy it. She's getting incredible reviews. It's a quirky comedy about a English rock star and an American girl who's into green. And it's just really a terrific book. And she had to do it herself, and she did do it herself. So anybody out there, if they feel that they've got it, must pursue their dream, you know? Absolutely. That's great advice. Yeah. And going back to the sex in all of your books, yes. why is all of a sudden Fifty Shades of Grey so popular? Well, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey has been around for a very right. long time. Way, way, way back in, I think, the 30s and the 40s, there were books by people like Frank Harris, Tropic of Capricorn, Tropic of Cancer. All those books dealt in S&M. And so it's nothing new. Was it just it's timing? Just that, uh, Timing was great, and publicity was great. You know, whatever they did for that book, they did, uh, you know, a, a great uh, campaign on it. And good for her. She sold a lot of books. And Absolutely. And it gets people reading, and I, I love the fact that it gets people reading. 
It's not my kind of book because my heroines like to kick ass. They don't like to get their ass kicked. That's a very important distinction, yeah. I think, of your characters. Yeah, but, but, but you know, I, I admire anybody who can write a book and have an absolute finish to it and then be hugely successful. It's great. Yes, definitely. What was the last great book that you read recently? Uh, recently, I read a book called Angel Baby, and I've forgotten the name of the author, but it's so good. I loved it. I couldn't put it down. And I just read Harlan Coben's new book called Missing You, which is coming out in about three weeks. Okay. Terrific. Really, an unputdownable book. And another book that I read recently that I liked a lot was The House in the Sky by Amanda Lindhout, which is about this woman who is captured in Somali and held prisoner for 18 months. True life story. Wow. Yeah. Very riveting, very graphic, but very interesting. I will check those out. Yeah. When can we expect to possibly read your memoir? Oh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I mean, it's going to be a... I don't want to say, oh, I was born in London and blah, blah, blah. Sure. As I said, I'm going to start off with that scene, and then I'm going to do a lot of little scenes here and there, and then perhaps go back to the childhood in between. So we'll have yeah. more novels before that. Yeah, you'll have the Sant'Angelo's. I'm doing a book of photos called Jackie Collins' Hollywood Snaps because I've been taking photos ever since I arrived in Hollywood when I was a teenager. So I can go way back and do all these fabulous photos. Wow. I'm opening it up with these photos that I took of my sister, Joan Collins, and Warren Beatty when they were engaged. And um, I was like 15, and they're black and white photos, and they're doing the Three Monkeys so I've got these three incredible pictures, and that's what I'm opening the book with. And these will be photos from when you were 15 to now. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Photos we probably have never seen. Oh, nobody's ever seen them. A lot of celebrity photos, funny ones. Dudley wow. Moore standing on his head. You know, Sean Connery and Roger Moore and Michael Caine posing together. People like that. And, you know, oh I, it God. just goes up to date. Uh, it just is it's fun. It's a fun book, fun pictures. So you have lots of little hobbies going on. I do. I've come to the conclusion that I'm a control freak and I love it. <laughs> but you're happy that way. I'm happy I'm that way. I'm the same way. Yeah, I know. I love, I love having my hands on everything. I designed my house, you know, when we were building it. I designed the interior of it. Every, everything is in it is mine, you know. It's, it's my, my feelings about how I want to live my life. Absolutely. You know? This has been so much fun. Thank you. Is there anything that you want to plug before you leave? No, JJ, you've done a fine job. Well, thank you, a JJ. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank and what you. was your Twitter handle one more time so people Jackie can tweet? Jackie J. Collins. Jackie J. Collins. Yes. And I tweet from Jeff Masters One. We will see everybody next time. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. From managing editor Jason Squamata, executive producers Maria Menunos, Phil Svitek, and Kevin Undergaro, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Book Circle Online. For more discussion, go to bookcircleonline.com. And if you have comments, questions, or book title suggestions, write us at info at bookcircleonline.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this is Book Circle Online. BCO, join the circle. <laughs>